Big Easy Bets is partnered with Big Heads Media. This game, do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Easy Bets. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. And down goes Rasponi in a 12th round of this heavyweight fight. On today's episode, we're going to recap last week's picks, talk about all the crazy shit that went down over the weekend in the NFL and in college football, and we're going to make our picks for this upcoming week. So in the past week, the Big Easy Bets podcast has partnered with Big Heads Media. What are your thoughts on that, Nick? <laughs> I've got a big head. My dad's got a big head. Whole family's got a big head. It's a match made in heaven. So with that being said, this is episode number 16 of the Big Easy Bets podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. That's why this revolutionary company has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. This is a game changer. It's also waterproof. You can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Yeah, so I'm guessing you keep yours nice and tidy, huh? Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, well, guess what? I know a guy who was once growing his out. (laughs) And needless to say, the thing became a habitat. All right. Not good. Miss Betsy had found a snail in his bush. (laughs) The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. You can also, so again, 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. I mean, that's a deal right there. You can't really ask for much more than that. Use the code BIGHEADS. Your balls will thank you. And your wife will too. All right, so let's get into these picks. Um, I want to start with NFL first. We normally start with college. I want to start with the NFL. And I want to start it off with the Miles Garrett incident. I think we all know what happened. Uh, we'll start it with the Thursday night. We both had Browns minus three. Miles Garrett had a hell of a, a hell of a game all, all across the board. Any way you want to look at it. I mean, during the play after the play, he was wreaking havoc. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Miles Garrett smashed your boy. (laughs) So Baker Mayfield started out hot. Um, and then they kind of stalled out, but obviously Nobody really gave a shit about the outcome of this game except us. Um, That brings me to six out of my last six for Thursday night. If I pick it on Thursday night, you got to roll with it at this point. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time I got one wrong. Can you? Six weeks ago. (laughs) Seven weeks ago. Um, But, yeah, so obviously everybody saw what happened. Miles Garrett uh, took it a little too far, and – undoubtedly gave Mason Rudolph CTE. This guy got absolutely knocked out, 
cold by Earl Thomas. You remember that? Hit on the chin. Yeah. Uh, lights went out while he was still on his feet. So that right there, he was fucked up. And then he comes back and he takes a helmet to the head without a helmet on. He's, he's signing his name on the CTE lawsuit right now. I don't think there, he's got to have it. There's no way. Yeah, well, I'm going to let y'all know right now, I think he had it before the hit <laughs> because that's a big boy to be grabbing on his face mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, so that's what I don't understand. Everybody wants to get on Miles Garrett and make him out to be the sole issue, which he took it way too far. You can't take it that far. The NFL will make an example out of him. It's going to be... He's suspended the rest of this season, and it wouldn't shock me if he misses another possibly four to six games of the next season. Um, but Mason Rudolph started this whole fucking thing. I don't know if you watched this game. Um, yeah, I, I, I was watching it live. He started this. Yeah, I saw the incident, and um, of course everybody broke down the incident better than they can break down a football game, but... Um, yeah, I do think the suspension is a little harsh. Um, I mean, because I f- the guy, I mean, at one point you're surrounded by three um, people that aren't on your team that are basically, you have to view them as the enemy. Yeah. And then you have a squirrely quarterback who's come in charge. I mean, in the heat of the moment, he smashed your boy with his helm. With yeah. His own helmet. So, okay, the way I look at it is he hit him. As the ball was released, so it's not like it was a late hit, did he kind of drag him to the ground? Yes, he could have let go of him. But, I mean, it it wasn't a dirty play in any way, shape, or form. He could have slammed him if he wanted to. He landed sideways with him. Um, And then Mason Rudolph grabs his helmet. I, I screenshotted a picture. He actually almost rips his helmet off. Like, he almost gets it off of Garrett's head. And then starts trying to rip at his helmet. Well, Garrett's a much stronger guy, so he goes to grab Rudolph's face mask, and Rudolph starts kicking him in the nuts. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I did see that. So Garrett rips his helmet off. Well, then he's getting mobbed by the offensive line. So Mason Rudolph, what are you doing? Why are you charging him without a helmet on? One, you know what it was? It was he thought they had him held, and he could look like a tough guy and could go run over there and fucking look bad, try to look like a badass. But he didn't realize, oh, wait, he's still got my helmet with win a free hand. So, and then Miles Garrett came with the over the top sledgehammer. Yeah. And then Mason Rudolph looks turns to the for a flag. Like, <laughs> what? That's what I was saying. Like, he just hits you in the head with your own helmet. You think you're going to turn to the ref and he's going to protect you? The flag was thrown a long time, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a long time ago, guy. Yeah. Uh, if, if he wanted to fucking kill you right there, that ref's not going to help you. <clears throat> Yeah, and then uh, which, who's the other guy that knocked that knocked Garrett on his ass? I mean, that oh. knocked Rudolph on his ass. Oh, Ogan Joby. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, he came and fucking cleaned him out. Whenever. <laughs> but, okay, so my whole thing is, though, if everyone's blaming Garrett, which he deserves the blame for taking it too far, but Rudolph's up at the podium, and he's like, I'm not going to be pushed around by some bully on the field. Like, okay, a bully? You started it, you little bitch. What are you talking about a bully? And then, so if he if he doesn't grab his helmet and try to yank it off, nothing happens. After he gets his own helmet ripped off, <clears throat> if he does not charge him, nothing happens. You're the quarterback of an NFL team, and you're, you threw four interceptions. I get it, you're mad. There's eight seconds left in the game. 
why is nobody talking about him losing his composure? Only Miles Garrett. It's fight or flight at that point. You got some guy with a crazy look on his face charging at you. Yeah, I don't like Rudolph. <laughs> Rudolph's a certified pussy in my eyes. So, uh, Miles Garrett, I would say good job. The only thing is, is that this is going to end up hurting your team. I Definitely. Mean, playoffs was a long shot even before this had happened. Now it's virtually seems impossible for the Browns to make the playoffs. But yeah, I mean he's one of the best DNs in the league. Yeah, so I mean that's where it really hurts him. I if you know if I was in a position of authority in the NFL or an executive up there in the NFL, then I, I to me he was provoked, and then I, I realized he used a player's uh, helmet as a weapon against them, which is. I guess they see that as barbaric, but... That's assault, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it surely was. And uh, Mason Rudolph, sit back down, buddy, because you got punked. Yeah. No, I mean, he... Whatever. We'll we'll leave it there. Um, I I hope they don't do anything drastic with Garrett. Suspend him the rest of the year. That's more than enough. Rudolph deserved some of a suspension. Miles Garrett, I'm glad you waited until eight seconds left in the game, though, baby, because Browns minus three. That's a big, easy bet, and that's what we like to see. That's six for six on our Thursday games, but at the end of the day, Miles. That's assault, brother. But I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I voted for you to the Pro Bowl. Um, Don't expect to see you there, but I still voted for you. So we'll stick with the NFL. Um. I went with the Jaguars plus three. This was not good. Uh, Nick Foles came back. Minshew Mania is dead. Um, the hype, not actually Gardner Minshew. Um, I think it was 10-7 to 7 at halftime. They wound up losing like 33-13. to 13. So not very good of a showing for, um, for old uh, Nick Foles, but it happens. Um We'll talk about the Monday night game. This game, oh, God. So we were on opposites here. Uh, Nick had a perfect weekend in the NFL, by the way, a clean sheet. Um, He was on the Chargers minus three and a half. I was on the, I'm sorry, the Chiefs minus three and a half. I was on the Chargers plus three and a half. And I saw this line actually stretched out to, I think, five and a half at one point I saw, but either way it wouldn't have made a difference. Phillip Rivers had three, I believe, three consecutive drives to take the lead to win the game, and all three resulted in an interception, at least two. I think it was three. He fucking sucks. It's time for old man Rivers to go. I told y'all not to bet on that asshole Phil last week. Hit the fucking bricks. I saw saw a stat the other day. Phillip Rivers has 61 losses by seven points or less in the NFL. That's the most in NFL history. That means he is elite at almost winning. Yeah, and look, looking at last week, Phillip Rivers throws three interceptions against the Raiders. You're thinking, well, there's no way he's going to play that bad. He does you one better. He throws four this time. It was the first time in his career he had back-to-back three interception games. I think he's got 14 touchdowns and 15 interceptions this year, or 13 and 14. Putting up them Baker Mayfield numbers. Easy. Easy. Baker bounced back. Started him in fantasy, too. Came away with the dub. Um, so yeah, that sucked. Um, was looking to go three and one on the weekend, but 
oh well, it happens. Uh, you had the Patriots minus three and a half, your big easy bet. How'd that work out for you? This was a defensive struggle for most of the game, all of the game. Um, the Patriots end up winning this game 17 to 10. All right. Yeah. Okay. I, I watched the game. It, it was somewhat of a frustrating game to watch because the ball wasn't being moved and there was a lot of punts. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, you in those types of games, you know Tom Brady's going to do just enough to win. At the end of the day, it was um, Carson Wentz who couldn't complete passes at the end. Um, granted, though, there was the last pass they threw on fourth down was in the end zone. Is that um, to Aguilar? Yeah, to yeah, me, the, to me, given. his receiver misplayed the ball. Uh, See, I'd very, have to watch it again because a lot of people are giving Aguilar shit. So I guess maybe if he overran the ball, that's one thing. Um, but I didn't see the play live. I just saw the clip, and it looked like – I mean, it was a tough fucking catch if he didn't overrun the ball. Like, if it was his fault to make it that tough of a catch, then that's one thing. But just like the clip that I saw, I was like, good Lord. That's not like that Yeah, was he overran catch. it. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people so are giving him shit. So if he plays the ball better, that defender's really not in very good position to play that ball. So he could have just caught it as easy as you can catch it. Yeah. Like almost like a punt, he could have caught it, but instead he runs underneath it too much and has to reach backwards for it. So, yeah, he definitely misplayed the ball. But, I mean, even if they catch that, the likelihood of the situation is that it's going to be a tied football game going into overtime. And, yeah, I still would have been feeling comfortable with the Patriots going into overtime, uh, get even given three and a half. I would have. I would think the Patriots would win by by a touchdown. Still. Yeah, yeah. So that closed out a clean sheet for you on the NFL three and out. Um, then my big easy bet of the week for the NFL was the New Orleans Saints minus five and a half versus the Buccaneers. That's a W. Jameis Winston had a Jameis Winston game, four picks to four different players. Uh, the defense showed up big time for the Saints in the absence of Marshawn Lattimore. You gotta love it. You love to see that. Um, big shout out to Nick Easton, um, the left guard stepping in for Andrus Pete, who broke his arm. He stepped in and was actually graded as the highest player on the Saints by Pro Football Focus. Highest player stepped in, did not miss a beat. Michael Thomas does what Michael Thomas does. That's be the best receiver in the league. Alvin Kamara looked healthy. A lot of good runs, extending plays, looked dynamic out the backfield. Drew Brees looked like Drew Brees. No more quarterback controversy, no more one-week hit. No more one week wonder with that bullshit. Should we put Teddy back in? No, we shouldn't. Drew Brees is still Drew Brees. Yeah, what are y'all smoking on that crack? They must be. Because, I, and even, um, that was a hell of a catch by Jared Cook in the end zone. Oh, I know. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. So I've, I've been saying people are still skept, skeptical about him. I'm like, this is what his this is probably his fourth game playing with Drew Brees. Fourth. Yeah, it's only the second game of this season that Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and Jared Cook have been healthy together. The first one was the Falcons. Obviously, that didn't go our way. But you know, seeing those guys get clicking, especially Kamara coming back, uh, doing what. Where we've become accustomed to seeing him do. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah, it, w- it was good to see. Yeah, so 
right back on track. The train keeps on rolling. Everybody who jumped off last week, sorry, too late. Train kept on rolling. Um, So, yeah, Saints minus five and a half. That was my big easy bet of the week. That brings me to two and two on the week overall. That puts me at, I don't think we updated mine. I should be 20 and 20, I believe, right? Yep, 20 and 20 overall. Nick is now 18 and 18 overall, and we did not update the overall record. You're slacking over there on the uh, on the dry erase board. Yeah. Unbelievable. So let's see. We had Browns. We had Patriots. We had Saints. So we went three and one. So that brings us to 26 and 25, I believe, right? Yeah. yeah, 26 and 25. We are now in the green overall. I told y'all I made a personal promise that we would be positive by the end of the NFL season. We're a little over halfway through, and we're there. We just got to keep it rolling. We got to sustain it. So I want to talk about, I saw, um, of course, the headline on ESPN. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, back on that NFL, I told y'all y'all better start betting them. And guess what? I'm about to get hot on these NFL picks. I'm taking it easy for these next couple of weeks. College football, regular season's going to be coming to a close. We're going to have about a month break in there before them real big games come back. So yep. um, I'm going to be picking them NFL games hot. I'm going to be studying hard as you can study. So get ready. I want to talk about this headline I saw on ESPN. It said, does Dak have the Cowboys in a position to win the Super Bowl again? What? What the fuck? No. No, he doesn't. They just beat a mediocre Lions team without Matthew Stafford and Carrion Johnson. Damian Woody's fat ass said, Dak Prescott is very much in the MVP conversation. The only reason he said he was in the MVP conversation, he's on pace for 5,000 yards. Uh, Hello? Drew Brees did that, what, every year for like five years straight? Drew Brees has the by far the most 5,000-yard passing seasons out of every yeah. quarterback that's ever played. And he's never won the MVP. If Dak Prescott wins the MVP, that would be... Um, the fact that he's in the conversation and Michael Thomas is not that is would just be ridiculous. Disrespectful to all the players that have ever won the MVP. If Dak Prescott wins. So let's look at who the isn't. who the Cowboys have beaten this year. They beat the Giants. They beat the Redskins. They beat the Dolphins. Their first three games are against the three worst teams in the league. The only team they're missing out on is the Bengals. They beat the Eagles, and then they beat the Giants again, and then they just beat the Lions without Matthew Stafford and Carrion Johnson. They have six wins, two against the Giants, the Dolphins, the damn Redskins, and then a Lions, then the Lions without Matthew Stafford. Like, they haven't beaten anybody. They lost to us. We didn't even score a touchdown. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Jets. Sam Darnold just came back from mono, and they lost to the Jets. This team is not for real. I'm so tired of them doing anything even resembling doing something good. And ESPN's got to jump all over it. But the Saints are over here 8-2, and two, getting no love, talking about Drew Brees is falling off a cliff while Tom Brady's over there looking like a fucking dumpster fire. I, 
I'm tired of it. The Cowboys are going to be – they might not make the playoffs. I hope they don't make the playoffs. I like the Eagles over there. They had a close game with the with the Patriots to come down to the last play, really. Uh, the Eagles' defense is playing very well. You know, if they could get healthy, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna make the difference. But the the Cowboys haven't convinced me of anything yet. You have when you look at the records in a playoff picture right now. You have San Francisco who's sitting at nine and one. You have the Saints who are at eight and two. You have the Green Bay Packers who are at eight and two. Yep. Um, and, they're, and they're playing each other this week. Yeah, you have the you have the Cowboys who are leading their division at six and four. Then you have the uh, in the wild card spot. You have the uh, Minnesota Vikings who are at eight and two. Yep. And uh, there's a third team who's at either eight and two or seven and three. I forget which yeah. team it is. I'm talking about in the NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Not sure. Um, but the, the it, what I'm saying here is the Cowboys <laughs> aren't have the worst record of, among no, those yeah. playoff teams. It's just because their division is te- te- terrible. Today, Junior. Yeah, no, I know. It's kind of ridiculous that uh they do anything. Anything in ESPN wants to foam at the mouth to put them to put them out there. Um, but yeah. So regardless, we'll move on to our college picks. Um, I'm gonna start off with my big easy bet of the week for college: Florida minus seven versus Missouri. We bet against Missouri the week before when they played Georgia. Georgia wound up beating them. What was it? Thirty nine nothing, twenty nine nothing, something like that. They shut them out. Um. Florida wins this game easily. Uh, Missouri's offense looked pretty damn bad. I'm not gonna lie, they even with Kelly Bryant coming back, they still just looked bad. They couldn't pick up third downs. I loved it. <laughs> this is what uh, this is how I thought it was gonna go, and this is exactly how it did go. So, I mean, you got Florida minus seven, big easy bet. That's a W, and that's two and zero oh for my big easy bets on the weekend. Um. If there's anything that I want to get right, it's the big easy bets. My locks of the week. I'm only as good as the locks. And that brings me to nine and five. One more, and we're picking at a 66% clip. I mean, do I need to say any more? No? You're shaking your head no. They can't see you. Yeah. You had a very, uh, a, a roller coaster of a Saturday, should I say? Look. Every game I pick, basically, everyone with the exception of Baylor got off to a pretty bad start. Baylor and LSU, all my other games looked doomed from the beginning. <laughs> I, I escaped a couple of a couple of them. We'll get it started with the worst bet I've made all year. That was Navy plus seven. Navy got destroyed. I chips sunk. Okay, we came into last week's episode we were talking about it a little bit and I had Notre Dame written down on my paper even though I didn't I lost my paper I was freelancing last episode I don't know what happened to my paper but I swear on my life I had Notre Dame I think it was 10 right it was a 10 point spread um no it was seven. Oh, it was seven that's right I had Notre Dame written down on there I wanted to take them you felt good about Navy you 
just swayed me away from it. I decided to not take it. I felt like you stopped you stopped the run. You beat the shit out of Navy. Any of the armed forces teams. They run the I don't know why they all got together and said, let's run the same basic offense. And if <laughs> I mean what was it? Like forty four to ten? It was terrible. <laughs> not even close. And Navy was ranked. Yeah, don't know why. <laughs> well, it happens. Um, so we'll move on to my second game. We both picked this game, but on opposites. Uh, Georgia, minus two and a half. You had Auburn, plus two and a half. Like you said, you reminded me. Um, it was a long weekend. Georgia jumped out to a very quick, not even very quick, it was a sustained 21 nothing lead. Bo Nix looked like hot garbage like Bo Nix always does. He never should have beat Oregon. I started the year out bad. I should have started out, come. I should have came right into this year hot. But Bo Nix threw up a prayer, and it got answered. Um, he's just not good enough yet. He's really not. He had a fourth and two. Running back runs a uh, little swing route, or I don't even, uh, He in the flat. He's going in the flat, and... Bo Nix just throws it behind him. It's not on the running back. It was a horrible, horrible pass. Like the announcer said, he can hit the home run ball, but he's been hitting these all day, but you can't hit the layup. Well, one, he hadn't been hitting them all day. Two, you're right, he can't hit the layup. So it was a little gimme pass. He just missed it. I was very happy to see it. I'm not going to lie. I was pretty excited because that sealed the game right there. Yeah, I got one thing to say. Bo Nix sucks crow dicks. <laughs> so Georgia minus two and a half um, is a winner for me. And then my last pick, I only did three for college last weekend, um, was LSU minus 21. We both picked it. I came into this saying everything inside of me was saying take Ole Miss, that this had letdown game written all over it. Well, the offense was there, which is what we talked about in I think on in the middle of the episode, we decided we're going with LSU. Because, I mean, Joe Burrow is out to win the Heisman Trophy. He, he's all but solidified it. Um, and you heard that here first. Um, so that's why we went with them. Well, they wind up winning by exactly 21. We got a push. Um, thanks to Clyde Edwards-Elair. This was a fucking terrible game for Grant Delpit. Delpit looked horrible. He looked terrible. He he, he basically, I, I don't know if he had money on Ole Miss, but he let the guy, he got juked out of his shoes on one. The other one, he just took a bad angle at the very end to give up the cover <clears throat> to go put LSU up 14. He just took a bad angle, looked like he was jogging, and the uh, Ole Miss goes down and scores a touchdown. Um, But then Clyde Edwards-Elair, baby. Leads us back. He takes takes us to the promised land. And, I mean, shit, I'll take a push every day of the week. So, LSU minus 21 pushes. That brings me to 2-0-1 on the weekend. I know you had quite a few other games to uh, talk about, but what are your takeaways from the uh, LSU game as we head into this next week's game with Arkansas? Um, you know, a lot of people are concerned with the way the defense played, letting up. I'm really not. 400 rushing yards. I'm not that concerned, honestly. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean, when you look at it, we were able to um, 
hold Alabama. Yeah. With the exception of a, a punt return return for a touchdown. Um, two big plays that were busted coverages in all reality. This was a classic case um, of playing down to your competition. Yeah, I just think that when you look at it, they run a, a tricky offense to defend Ole Miss, and then their quarterback can run. Yep. So, I mean, it's it's a hard thing to stop. Burrow very uncharacteristically threw two interceptions in the second half, which I did not see happening. So they push at minus 21. you got to think if he doesn't throw interceptions there, we're scoring touchdowns, and they're going to cover the spread. So I, I, I did not see him throwing a pick, uh, let alone two. So I stand by that pick of minus 21. I felt like, I mean, it, there was ample opportunities to cover that spread. They got, absolutely got ran all over. What would you say, 400 rushing yards they gave up? That's a fucking, that, that's terrible. But I'm not worried. Everybody wants to, same thing with the Saints. The sky's falling. We're number one in the nation, okay? Number one. We just beat Alabama on the road. This had let down game written all over it. Going on the road again to Ole Miss, who is not a slouch. They're not a scrub team. They've, they had 40,000 strong in that stadium. Fired up. This was the biggest game they're going to play all year. So, And we still won by 21 points. So, yeah, we gave up too many points, gave up too many rushing yards. Give Aranda a chance to shore up the defense. Everything's going to be just fine. Uh, so go ahead and talk about your Texas pick. I had Texas. This one got off to a bad start. Iowa State gets out to a uh, pretty comfortable early uh, early lead. Uh, Texas storms back, though, and takes the lead in the fourth quarter. It's 21-20. to um, Then Iowa State ends up kicking what would end up being the game-winning field goal to make this game a 23-21 to Iowa State win. However, Texas in the betting world was getting seven points, so they covered the spread here uh, fairly comfortably. You got to love it. Yep. And then I had. They wound up actually losing on a uh, last second field goal. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, really? Sorry, I'm checking these scores. (laughs) Yeah. um, And then I had Baylor, who shocked the world for the first half. Um, Baylor got out to the first half. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, you look at this Baylor at halftime, this score was, it was what? 28 to three, right? At halftime, the score was 31 to 10. Okay. I know they were up 28 to three. Baylor puts up 31 points in the first half up three touchdowns. There's no way they can lose this game, right? However, Baylor forgets how to score points. In the second half, Baylor blows what is a three-touchdown lead and doesn't score one point in the entire second half, loses to Oklahoma 34-31. to However, in the betting world, Baylor was getting 10 points. So that covers that spread. And then before that happened, actually... <laughs> Oh, my big easy bet I had the Minnesota Golden Gophers. I was a believer in this team. And the reason I think they lost, you know, you got to put this loss on the the shoulders of their coach. I believe they tried to run a ball a little too much and they didn't have much success doing it. 
I thought that they should have tried to get the ball to their playmakers in space earlier than they tried. And, you know, they ran out of time at the end. But um, they were getting three points in this game. They were down 10. They score a touchdown. <laughs> There's about um, four minutes around this time when they score the touchdown. So they still have enough time to get the ball back and win. They scored a touchdown. They're down by four without the extra point. You're saying, all right, it's an extra point. It's going to be a, a push in the, in the worst case. Nope. Field goal kicker misses the extra point on my big easy bet, and I lose because of that. So that's pretty much how my weekend went in betting college. Um, not too good. Two, three, and one. I mean, you look at it. When you lose on that, I've lost on um, a lot of point-after touchdowns this year, most of them being two-point conversions, whether the team I was betting gets one scored against them or whether they fail to convert. It it, it just comes down, you know, you got to do research all the way down to the water boy when, you, when you're going to place a bet <laughs> because I was kicker, was on point, and um, – Minnesota's was not. He missed uh, what would be four points of total kicks in this game, which was the difference in this one, and that's the reason why they lost. So it happens. Um, so that brings me to two zero and one for college football. Um, overall forty thirty one and one. That brings Nick. On the weekend, he went 2-3-1, overall 32-27-1. Overall record for big easy bets in college football, 54-44-1. We have had a very successful year so far in college football. And, I mean, hey, what do we have? Two more, three more, re- no, two more regular season games, right? And then bowl season? Or, and then, uh, conference sorry, yeah, conference championships and then bowl season. Yeah, which I'll probably bet, I'll probably pick most of those conference championships. Yeah, shit, I like picking the bowl games, too. Um, yeah, the bowl games, is a, it's an interesting time because you have a lot of teams crossing over that maybe haven't played the same talent, mm-hmm. but sometimes that, that, that can get lost through uh, statistic analysis and when they come up with these spreads, and a lot of times I feel like you can – yeah, you, you can get a jump. You on, can get one over on, on the them. spread. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna finish strong without a doubt. Um, but yeah, fifty four and forty four overall record for big easy bets when it comes to college football. That is solid. You can't go wrong with that. So yeah, I'm trying to check these scores. Um, I gave Bam, uh, Gonzaga minus twenty four. I actually put it out on Twitter and made it my official college basketball pick. 24-point favorites. They're up three with 15 minutes left in the second half. Bam's not happy. Um, I was checking the box score, and I said that they have a kid. The team they're playing is a kid playing the game of his life. He, he hadn't missed a shot. He's like four for four from the three-point line and like six for six from the field. So Bam texts back. He says, let's hope he tears an ACL. Okay. <laughs> Chill out. He bet, he bet $7 on the game probably, Bam. Chill out. You don't have to wish that man to lose his ACL over your $7 bet. Um, but you know what? Fuck it. Yeah, Sure. If that if that helps us win the bet at all costs. Um, all right. So let's get into these picks for this week. We'll start with college. I have a Wednesday pick. 
I have stayed away from the middle of the week picks. Um, when it comes to college, I was not having very much success, but we're back. Um, let me see here because I think, believe it or not, that I wrote it down wrong on my, uh, on my paper here. So I am taking, oh no, I'm tripping. No, I didn't. I'm taking Miami of Ohio versus Akron plus, uh, minus 30. Well, give me your first, first word that pops in your head when you, when you hear that. Say it. I don't know. I, I know Akron hasn't won a game this year. Okay, so let me read off a couple stats for you. I, I wrote on this paper, Akron is so bad, they are 0-10, and they're even 0-10 against the spread this year. So if you bet $100,000 against Akron every game, you're a millionaire. Minus the juice. Um. Two weeks ago, they played Bowling Green and lost 35-6. to Miami of Ohio just played that same Bowling Green team and won 44-3. to I'm no mathematician, but um, yeah, I like uh, Miami of Ohio here. Akron just struggles to score points. I think they went like five consecutive games without scoring a touchdown from scrimmage or a touchdown at all like any points from scrimmage. I think they just went, they went like five consecutive games with like a field goal. Yeah. Uh, Akron's in some deep shit. Why? They can't win. <laughs> <laughs> so we're rolling with Miami of Ohio, uh, minus 30. I might not even watch this game. This is going to be a uh, very frustrating. Cause I'm going to feel like if they don't score on every drive, we're fucked. Um, it's kind of like if Ak- like uh, the way I look at these, like, what if Akron gets the ball first and, like, miraculously goes down and scores on their first drive? And then it's like, okay, now they've got to score, what, 38 unanswered points to cover? Yeah, you know, when um, when a team to 0-10, it, it's risky because, you know, Vegas knows that they're 0-10 as mm-hmm. well. But they're 0-10 against the spread. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Against the spread when a team's 0-10, you know. You think that they're going to stretch it so wide that, I mean. Yeah, they may yeah, be able, but, they may stretch it I, too wide. I thought about that too. But, I mean, so that's what I was looking at it. Two weeks ago, they played Bowling Green and lost 35-6. to And then Miami of Ohio just played that same Bowling Green team, and they won 44-3. to So you they only scored six points. Versus a Bowling Green team that scored 35 on them. And then that same team went and played Miami of Ohio and only scored three points and got 44 put up on them. You know? Yeah. I mean, that right there, if we're going by those metrics, it should be 97 of nothing. And we win easily. Like, if I, if we're going by those metrics, this is my big easy bet. But it's not. It should be. Yeah, that. I wouldn't do that. No, I'm not. I'm not. But I am taking them, though. So Miami of Ohio, minus 30 versus Akron. Tomorrow night, baby, we got a Wednesday game. we got something to watch. That's normally my problem betting these middle-of-the-week games. I just get bored, and I look for something to watch. So, But, no, I really do. I think uh, this is the pick. So what you got for us? You got anything uh, early week or all Saturday games? Nah, I was looking at that Buffalo-Toledo game, but I think the spread jumped a little bit too wide. I was... Originally thinking Buffalo, but you got to watch out for them to- 
Toledo Rocket Burritos. <laughs> so I also have a Thursday game, um, which have not been kind to me in the college department. Absolutely hot as can be when it comes to NFL, not college on Thursday. But with that being said, we have a toilet bowl, NC State at Georgia Tech. Um, both of these teams suck. Like I said, this is the toilet bowl. Both are 2-7 and seven against the spread, but I think NC State is just the better team. Georgia Tech ran that uh, triple option, stupid one-dimensional offense bullshit. And then this year, they said that they're going to go to a more of a spread offense. Do you remember them saying that? And, like, in their scrimmage, they lined up in the triple option, all the fans start booing, and then they audible out of it, and they go to their spread formation, and the quarterback, like, throws a terrible ball. But they're also happy that they're throwing the ball. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They still suck. Um, Georgia Tech's a one-point favorite because they're at home. I don't think it makes much of a difference. I'm taking NC State here. Um the whole state of Georgia sucks. I mean, any way you look at it, Georgia Bulldogs losing to South Carolina. Jake Fromm throws three interceptions. Rodrigo Blankenship, one of the best kickers in the nation, misses a field goal to lose the game. That sucks. The Falcons suck. Everything about Georgia sucks. The Braves suck. Everybody, all of them suck. So Georgia Tech sucks too. Give me NC State plus one. Thursday night. You got uh, any more before Saturday? Nope. Yep. Well, since you're going with that, I'm saying the Georgia Bulldogs are overrated. I'm saying the Georgia Bulldogs don't belong in that four spot. I'm taking the Aggies plus 13 and a half going on the road against the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> look, look, Georgia's got a great run defense, but if Bo Nix can put up 245 yards, complete 60% of his passes, I mean, I think Bo Nix was thrown without a thumb in this one because <laughs> he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn and still completed 60% of his passes. Kellamon's going to play a good game. Uh, you know, Texas A&M, they're going to ramp it up, you know. They're, they're looking to get a decent bowl game. Um, I expect this game to be close. I expect, I do expect Georgia's going to win it, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than two touchdowns. How many times has Texas A&M burned you this year? I know they, I know they, they covered for you against Clemson with the backdoor cover. I haven't really bet them all that much. I could have swore you were on them more than that. No? Mm-mm. I know I bet on them once against fucking Arkansas, and they suck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm just thinking about me. Kellen Mond sucks. He's not as bad as Bo Nix. I don't know. That's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean. Look, Georgia isn't that good of a football team. I don't care what anybody says. When LSU plays Georgia in SEC championship, they're going to get smashed. That's basically like who do you want to pick to be on your team and I spy, Helen Keller or Stevie Wonder? Both of them are a bad pick. Kellen Mond's okay, dude. Kellen Mond in that Clemson game, if his receivers could catch, that game would have been I don't like him because he limps under after every play. He gets up and limps. Why does he limp after every play? You're hurt after every play? Every game I watch him, he's limping. Ah, ah. Look, the big thing to me in this game is that Texas A&M doesn't rely on running the football to score. Uh, 
they the way that they score is to get the ball to their playmakers in space. You know, they try to get Kellamon outside the pocket, create plays. Kellamon uh, gains good yards with his legs. And Bo Nix, who's not a very good runner, uh, Bo Nix to me lacks a awareness. Good, a good runner. That's what his, like, specialty no, is. No, he sucks, dude. <laughs> and he's all, he, like, the way he goes down is just goofy. Yeah. He has, he has no I think awareness. He has, I think he has potential to get better in the coming years. I do. I'm gonna be honest with you. When you can't complete a uh, pass to someone that's less than ten yards away from you, no, that was terrible. You're in you're in trouble. Bo Nix to me lacks a lot of things that you need to have to be a good quarterback. I'm not sure what the hell is going on over there in Auburn. Why they think he's the guy? Because he's he's not. He's he's never gonna lead them anywhere. I can guarantee you that. And if he does, I'm gonna be shocked. We need to go back to after uh, that first college football week when Oregon played Auburn, and I was saying he sucked. He played like shit, and you were kind of defending him a little bit. It was his first game then. He's played plenty but of I games. But I saw it then, and I said, he fucking sucks. I'm saying now he will never be good. <laughs> you hear that, Bo Nix? Good He luck. can't throw good. <laughs> so you can't be good at quarterback. <laughs> you can't run good. So you can't be good at quarterback in college. It's simple as that. On the other hand, Kellerman to me is a uh, guy who's a bit underrated. I think that he's going to be able to keep this game close against Georgia. Like I said, I expected Texas A&M to get better as the year goes on. Of course, that LSU game's coming up. Big rematch from last year, seven overtime game. Texas A&M's going to play this one close with Georgia, I think. I'm actually going to be at that game. We're going. Going to be down on the field for that one. I'll take some picks. I'm going to be trash-talking Kellamon's stupid ass. I promise you that. I promise you that. I'll take videos of that. Um. So, yeah. So, what, who are you taking again? I'm taking the Yaggies. Right, right, right. To cover Getting against the Bulldogs. Getting 13 and a half against the Bulldogs. You think it's going to go up a half a point? I think it comes down maybe a little bit. And actually, I don't know. Probably not. It'll probably stick right where it is. Yeah, probably so. I mean, look, I don't think that George is all that good. I think they're pretty I think that good. they they don't score a lot of points against teams that they, they should. Yeah. Florida's defense is okay, but they have a lot of questions in that secondary Florida. Um, Harvard's defense, however, is very good. They were able to score three touchdowns, but that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, so this next game, um, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Penn State plus the 18 and a half. This just feels like too many points. 18 and a half? Like, uh, they're putting Ohio State up on this pedestal. I mean, I get it. Look, they look really good. And I've got love for Ohio State because of all the Saints players we got. Um. But this seems like way too many points. I, I honestly, I'll be shocked if they win by 19 plus. Like two weeks ago, Penn State was number four in the college football playoff ranking. Number four. Them, they were in two weeks ago. I know they lost to Minnesota, but they started out shitty and they made a. They came back in that game. They had a chance to uh, go down and tie it up or take the lead. Yeah, the big difference. Um the reason why Penn State lost that 
to Minnesota. Minnesota tackled extremely well against Penn State. Yeah. And that is something that they did not do well against Iowa. They ta- <laughs> their tackling was horrible against Iowa. And that that's why they lost. Um, talking about Penn State here, yeah, I mean, I think it could be too many points. To me, if, if this isn't a closer game, then who's going to play Ohio State close before they get into the playoff? Yeah, I mean, this is I, – I, You know, just they have Michigan after this one, yeah. Ohio State, uh, which could be an interesting game, especially after we see how this one goes. I mean, I think 18-and-a-half is probably too much, too yeah. many points. So I'm going with, uh, yeah, Penn State plus 18-and-a-half. So speaking of too many points, that brings me to my next pick. Oh, God bless America. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Razorbacks plus 44 versus the LSU Tigers. This is not a shot at LSU. I don't bet against LSU. Nick definitely doesn't bet against LSU. Um, But this is like, I hope we win by 35. Like, 44 seems like a lot. I think this might be the largest spread in an SEC versus SEC matchup. I'm pretty sure I heard that. Don't fact check me on it. But, um, yeah, I'm going to take the Razorbacks here. I get they're god awful, but when we go up thirty eight to nothing, I think they're gonna pull all the starters. And we I mean, we just had Ole Miss run all over us. I do think they're gonna come out and send a message that this defense is for real. So that worries me a little bit because Arkansas will not be able to stop us. Um but it it's crunch time now. I think we just saw what happened with Tua. At Alabama, and uh, we did get word that uh, the report came out that his surgery went successful, and they're expecting him to make a full recovery. So that's always good to hear. Whether whether you like Alabama or not, which obviously we do not, you never want to see somebody with that much talent go down and not be able to uh, reach his full potential. So I do hope he gets back to 100% for the NFL. Um, but with that being said, I mean we saw what happened there. We don't want anything to happen to any of our players. Um, I think once we stretch this out to a big lead, they're going to wind up pulling a lot of the starters. And we're hoping just to hold on. We're taking Arkansas plus 44. Give me the first word that pops in your head on that pick. I mean, I said first word, not sentence. No. No. <laughs> uh, why? When you look at it. um, You think we're winning by more than 44? I think it's very possible. I think it's very possible too. But if you had to flip a coin, if you had to pick one, I, I think mean, a lot of um, betters are going to see that 44 or whatever it is, 43 and a half, and they're going to jump on it. But um, I mean, you could tease the line down if you wanted to um, a little bit, but or tease it up in Arkansas's point, but uh, or in from their point of view. But it, it depends. You never know what's going to happen. The defense could honestly come out and basically it wouldn't surprise me if this defense came out and held Arkansas to under 10 points. No, yeah, I could see it come out and make a statement. Um, And then you talk about the backups. I mean, on offense, there's depth everywhere. No, I know. No, I know. People (laughs) think, you know, they you want to praise Joe Burrow and all of this, but once Joe Burrow leaves, we're still going to be in good hands. I have a lot of faith in Miles Burnett. Miles Brennan, to me, has a far more talented arm than Joe Burrow. The thing that separates Joe Burrow from every other quarterback in the country is accuracy. his knowledge of the game. And his accuracy. 
Yeah, he's accurate, but he's on pace to break the completion percentage record. He knows, yeah, but that has a lot to do with knowing where to go with the football. Well, yeah, that's preparation, yeah, but yeah. No, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, he's on pace to complete like 80% of his passes. But if you put Miles Brennan and Joe Burrow in a throwing contest in the trash cans or targets, I'm putting my money on Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan finished second only behind Tua Tagovailoa in the Elite 11 camp when they were coming into college football. I'm putting my money on me. No, Okay. <laughs> Put me out there. I'll hit any trash can you line up. I'll be like David Beckham in that uh, Pepsi commercial, kicking the soccer balls in the trash cans 50 yards away. Yeah, you ever seen those fantasy files? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, give me Arkansas plus 44. Um, and then we're back. We are back. Give me the Boise State Blue Broncos minus eight versus Utah State. This is too many states. There's only room enough for one state around here, and Boise's not even a state, but they're claiming it. Uh, I went to the LSU game when they played Utah State. I got all in their head. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I got video proof to prove it. Um, They're weak-minded. They can easily be thrown off their game. I was talking to the receiver group. I told them about Derek Stingley. I said, you've never seen a cornerback like Derek Stingley. They said, oh, he's not all that. I said, I bet you y'all don't score a touchdown. They didn't. They were standing in the end zone. I, I told them, I said, get a good look. That's the only that's the only time you're gonna be in it all day. They didn't score a touchdown. They scored three points. Um, and Derek Stingley got an interception in that game. So who was right there? I mean, come on. Um, yeah. So we're going back to the Blue Broncos. I was riding them at the beginning of the year. Right when I hopped off the train at the perfect time. I believe they're four four and one against the spread now. I want to say whenever I was on them, they were what four zero and one. I'm pretty sure. They're four four and one right now. I know they actually they just covered the spread last week. Um, you had bet them one time and they it, they lost against the spread to Marshall. Right, but other than that, I mean they won like what three or four for me, like in a row. Um, I don't like when you just nod because they don't see they don't know that you're nodding. Yeah, but I've also bet against Boise State and I've won doing that. You don't get rich betting against Boise State, okay? So what's their record against the spread? I want to say like 4-4-1. Four, four and one. It's really not that good. So but, you, but we hopped, no, don't. <laughs> we hopped off the train at the perfect time. If you're listening to me when it comes to Boise State, you made money. I don't care what anybody says. I even said uh, I didn't pick it. I can't take credit for picking it. But I said San Jose State was going to cover the spread against Boise. I should have picked it, but I didn't. Um, it was kind of sacrilegious to bet against them because they've been so good to me. But we're back. We are back with the Boise State Blue Broncos, minus eight versus Utah State. It's the best way to end a night. They always play at like 930 for some reason because they're over there on the West Coast uh, or closer in that time zone. Um, so, yeah, you'll be up 930, game starting. You'll be up to sometimes 1230 in, in, at night in the morning. Um, you, you okay? You can't be staring at me like that. So, yeah, I'm doing it. That's going to close out my picks for the week. Uh, to recap, I know you've probably got some more, so we'll go back to you. But to recap my picks, I got Miami of Ohio minus 30 versus Akron. Uh, we've got NC State plus one versus Georgia Tech. We've got Penn State plus 18 and a half versus Ohio State. We've got Arkansas plus forty four at LSU, and then we've got Boise State plus or minus eight versus Utah State. 
That's a lot of rhyming and that's a lot of widespreads. Um, when I read them back to myself, we've got a minus 30, a plus 44, and a plus 18 and a half. That does not sound like a recipe for success, but we're here. That'll close out my college picks. You can go ahead with yours. Um, The next game I have, I'm going with San Jose, San Jose State, <laughs> minus six. Going on the road to play the UNLV Rebels. Um, I like San Jose State in this one. Um, look, San Jose State throws the ball. UNLV's defense is suspect. Uh, San Jose's defense isn't the best, but um, taking them and what 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 I think is going to have to turn into a shootout, you got to take San Jose State, uh, winning by a good amount to me. The next game I'm picking is. Coastal Carolina. Uh, Coastal Carolina is getting six points, going on the road to play ULM. That's uh, the University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, I like Coastal Carolina in this one. They have a very good defense. Um, I think that Coastal Carolina's defense is going to keep this game closer than six points. Coastal Carolina, to me, has a fair fair shot at winning this one. Um, the next game I have, I'm picking the Missouri game. Uh, Gross. they're taking on Tennessee. Missouri's getting four points. The Actually, reason I'm going with Missouri here is because, uh, there's word on the street that Tennessee's going to be doing three quarterbacks this week, uh, really? which is not a recipe for victory. Yeah, nobody gets in a rhythm. I swear to God, I actually did look at this game for a long time, and I almost pulled the trigger on Missouri, but I decided to stay away. Did you declare your big easy bet? Um, I did not, but I'll come back to that. You, you can continue. Um, okay, so I have Missouri minus four, three quarterbacks for Tennessee. It's not going to get it done. Um, the next game I have is Wake Forest getting seven points at home. They're going to be taking on the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Zion Williamson is <laughs> not on the football team, so you got to take Wake Forest here. Wake Forest is a very good team. I know they just got their asses absolutely destroyed by Clemson, who's uh, head and shoulders above everybody else in their conference. Wake Forest is going to be looking to play somebody that's more on their talent level. That's going to be Duke. Um, Wake Forest is going to win this game. By over seven points. Go Demon Deacons. Um, the next game I'm picking is Washington State. The Wildcats or the Cougars, whatever they're called. Um, I haven't picked them the, the, since the, the, they the blew it against the damn UCLA Bruins when Dorian Thompson Robinson mounted the greatest comeback in college football history down 32 in the third quarter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um so, you know, I've stayed away from them a while. Oregon State, you bet Oregon State last week, right? I did. Oregon State can't score. Or two weeks ago. Washington yeah. State can score. Uh, look for this to be a high-scoring game. Check that over, under, and um, I will probably lean toward the over, even though I don't know what it is. But, but just because uh, Washington State's going to score and their defense is not uh, all that strong. 
Um, that brings me to my final college game. I'm picking San Diego State, uh, getting three points on the road against my good old boys from Hawaii. Um, yeah, I like San Diego State in here in this one. Who's your big easy bet? Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't really know who I'm taking as my big easy bet. Yeah, I like all these games equally. I don't feel great about all of these games equally. <laughs> so, well, which one do you feel great the greatest about because to me um I got 7 of them right here. Okay. Oh and you got to have confidence in your big easy and bets. And look, I haven't done good for my big easy bets in college. I have them I have mine separated for my college picks and my NFL picks. Okay. And I'm 3 and 4 in college. And I'm 9 and 5 overall. So, that's pretty good. Give me Penn State. Big easy bet plus 18 and a half. Gambling, gambling, gambling. Plus 18 and a half. They've got one of the best D-lines in the country. Clifford is going to remember how to throw the football. They've got uh, who? Who's your boy at receiver? Hamler. You like him? Yeah. You like him a lot. I mean, they're going to need to have big games. Is Chase Young back? No, right. I don't believe so, but you know, that's um, a difference maker. They're going to have to have big games for this one to be close. I mean, I hope it's a close game. I think Justin Fields might get hurt this game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wishful thinking. But, yeah, give me Penn State plus 18.5, my big easy bet. Lock it in. Guaranteed. You heard it here first. Talk about not even feeling good about these games 30 seconds ago to now I'm dishing out guarantees. Take it straight to the bank. Almost went with Boise State, but that eight points. Okay, so to recap my picks, I have Texas A&M plus 13.5. Going on the road to play Georgia. Then I have San Jose State, minus six, going on the road to play UNLV. I have Coastal Carolina, plus six, going on the road to play ULM. I have Missouri, minus four, playing at home. They're taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. The Tennessee Volunteers are going to be doing three quarterbacks, trying to mix it up on them. I'm going to go with Missouri as my big easy bet. Oh, God bless America. Um, Coming at me about gambling. You just watched Kelly Bryant shit the bed. Yeah, but that was against good teams. You said Florida's defense isn't that good. They got problems in the secondary. They do, but they got they got a decent <laughs> pass rush. <laughs> no, yeah. I, mean, I was talking about Florida's defense with regards to <laughs> elite teams as being the fourth-ranked uh team in the country that being georgia okay um okay. i'm just saying you come in my big easy bet i gotta come back at your big easy i bet. think yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i have wake forest minus seven going uh playing duke um i have washington state minus 11 and a half playing oregon state and then i have san diego state um Alma mater of the great Marshall Falk. Um, and I think Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Um, <laughs> San Diego State plus three playing Hawaii. You got any um, more brain busters? I'm going to let y'all know this in advance. 
My big easy bet is uh, what you would call somewhat of a guess this week. <laughs> because it's not like I feel, feel uh, that much more comfortable picking Missouri, Missouri over any of these other bets. Yeah, well, I'm going to let you all in on something on mine. Immediately as I saw this Penn State spread, I said too many points. Lock it in. Straight to the bank. Lock of the week right there. Lock of the year. I'm going to be so pissed if they lose by like 35. Um, so, yeah, that that concludes my college Remember picks. when we went with Wisconsin as our big easy bets that. against Ohio State? That. that was a shit show. Fuck, fuck all of those morons, dude. Wisconsin's a bunch of overrated scrubs. The rain didn't help. I thought the rain would help. It didn't. Yeah, well, when you text me, you're like, I think the rain's gonna be in our favor, and I didn't text back. <laughs> well, like, I thought they run the they run the ball. They've got a good run. Defense. Yeah, they run the ball, but I'm like, if their quarterback can't throw at all, which he couldn't in the rain. Oh, I know, I know. And it was just it was terrible. It was a terrible game to watch. All right, but gra- go ahead. Ohio State did get off to a slow start in that one. Oh, I know. It and was a close look, Penn game. State's better than Wisconsin. There's no doubt about it. So, yeah. So now you now you kind of liking that pick a little bit. Um, all right, let's move on to the NFL. We're gonna start with the Thursday game. We got the Colts versus the Texans. Colts plus four on the road against the Texans. Um, again, I don't know how many times I need to say it. I am hot as shit when it comes to the Thursday night games. I used to not be able to pick a Thursday night game to save my damn life. And now I can't lose one if I tried. I said it last week. I'm trying to lose these games. I'm trying to, and I just can't. Give me the Colts minus four on the road, even with Marlon Mack breaking his hand. What do you think? First word that comes to your head. No. No. (laughs) Okay, well, not smart on your part. Go ahead and take the Texans, and I'm going to go seven for my last seven. This is where the road stops for your winnings. Um, I hope not, because it's kind of my claim to fame lately. Yeah. <laughs> He's making shirts and shit over if here. If there's anything I got going for me, it's these damn <laughs> Thursday night picks. Um, look, the Colts are a good football team. In all reality, they're probably uh, the, the more team. rounded team here. But the Marlon Mack injury me. The, the, injury me? Uh, <laughs> the Marlon Mack injury to me is a big deal. Um, Marlon Max putting up good numbers this year. However, this guy, Jonathan Williams, came in after Marlon Mack got injured. He rushed for over 100 yards. So, but when when I look at the Texans' defense, they have a, uh, a decent run defense. They allow just over 100 yards a game, 102. Um, I, I, I really do think that the Texans are going to bounce back this week after getting smacked by the by the um Ravens. Uh Deshaun Watson, it's hard for me to bet against him making uh improvising his ability to scramble, his ability to run the football for key first downs and uh even touchdowns. So yeah, that's why I'm going with the Texans. All right. Uh, you don't get rich betting against me in Thursday games as of late, but we'll see how it goes. I'm due for a loss. Um, so my next pick brings me to 
the New Orleans Saints at home versus the Car- the Carolina Panthers. Saints minus nine and a half. You want to talk about not getting rich doing something? You do not get rich betting against the Saints. The Saints, I want to say, are eight and two against the spread. Um, only times they have not covered were in their losses. So we're going with the Saints minus nine and a half here. The quarterback for the Panthers, Kyle Allen, looked like dog shit last week. I called it. Um, we were talking about it. Uh, I was talking to my dad about it, and I said that he's due. That that kind of like Minshew mania, that hype fell out. Um, he He's fizzling out big time. He threw four interceptions. Um, so, yeah, I like the Saints here, minus nine and a half. Um, yeah. You picking this one or no? No. No? Why not? I, I, I'm just choosy on betting, betting them Saints. So, yeah, actually they're 7-3 and three against the spread. I would go out on a limb and say the last three years they've probably covered the spread more than anybody else. I would like to fact check that, but I know last year they covered the spread at a fucking ridiculous rate. So yeah, and it, even the year before that, I know that they, they did a good job yeah. against the spread. So, yeah, I'm taking Saints minus uh minus nine. It's a division a game. Um, sometimes these games are close. Sometimes they aren't. Between the Panthers and the Saints, I mean, yeah, Kyle Allen, dude. This is going to be his first time in the Dome. Kyle Allen's teammates can't believe in Kyle Allen anymore. This gonna Much be, less us over here, yeah, this being is, Saints fans. And this so. is going to be his first time going into the Dome. And if we win these next two weeks, we already we lock up the division. I think the Dome's going to be rocking. He's going to be like a fish out of water. Um, he's going to get in some third and long situations, and the defensive line's going to be able to pin their ears back and get after him. Um, I see a lot of Von, Bill, Von Bell blitzes uh, getting home. I like the Saints minus 9.5. I think the offense keeps on rolling. Michael Thomas keeps uh, making his case for why he's the best receiver in the league. And stays on pace to break the uh, single season reception record. So next pick I have is another road uh, road team Raiders minus two and a half versus the Jets. I don't feel great about this one. Um, I know I say that a lot, but those Jets are the sneak that sneaky team where Darnold could have a solid game. Le'Veon Bell gets going, but the Raiders are uh, doing pretty well, performing pretty good. Uh, I think higher than they're exceeding expectations, I would say. Um Derek Carr is starting to get clicking a little bit. I've been big on Josh Jacobs all year. Uh so I'm going with the Raiders minus two and a half here on the road in New York. You got another one? How many NFL games you got this week? Two. Oh that's it? Yeah. Okay, well then I think I know what your second one is, so we'll come back to that. Um next one I have is a ro- uh road dog. Seattle Seahawks plus one and a half. Anytime you get plus money uh, with Russell Wilson, you got to take that. Eagles just scored ten points against the Patriots, who I get have a good defense. I'm taking the Seahawks here. I've said it all year. It's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. He just he wins games. The Seahawks are not fantastic against the spread. Five and five. Eagles are four and six. Um, I like Seattle to win this game outright. So. Last game that I have, and I'm pretty sure it's the last game that you have, is it the Packers versus the Niners? Uh, Packers going on the road. 
to San Francisco to play, in my opinion, an overrated 49ers team. The 49ers are three-point favorites. Who are you going with in this one? Um, I'm going with the Packers. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> it's my big easy bet for the NFL too. Oh shit! I gotta do one of those. Well, you only got two, so I'm pretty well, sure you're yeah, going I'm with going the Packers. With the Packers. <laughs> yeah. Um. Look, looking at this game, you got Kyle Shanahan, who's who's one of the best coaches to me in the league, one of the best play callers. I mean, he keeps putting his guys in on the Super Bowl in a position for the for for success. Um, who who did he coach in the Super Bowl? He was the offensive coordinator for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. Didn't exactly call great plays in that one. Yeah, well, he had to learn something because he's got Garoppolo slinging that thing out there. and I'm going to be completely honest with you. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the weakest link on that team. Yeah, but he he makes some he makes some throws, especially in in crucial situations. I mean, he like, can he can make quality throws. He just makes some bad decisions. These last three weeks, they lost one out of two, and they the Cardinals gave them the run for their money. The uh, yeah, I mean, they but, played them last week. Oh yeah, that's a thing to mention, dude. K- Kingsbury's an idiot. Why? He just is. What What did he do, like, dude? They have David Johnson. Yes. Who's supposedly healthy? Well, he he like had a I think he had a fumble and Kingsbury kind of got pissed and uh no he didn't get the ball the whole game. No, I know there was and it was not this past game but the game before that he had a crucial fumble. I don't know if it was around the goal line. There was something. No, that I don't think he. I'm positive. I'm telling you, he started going to Kenyon Drake more. Yeah, I can guarantee you that two games ago, not Kenyon Drake is not better than David Johnson. I don't know. No, yeah, I know, but yeah, David Johnson. I don't know. I'm going to be completely honest. I think David Johnson's kind of turning into kind of one of a one-hit wonder. Look, I, last I he year hurt, he, he had his forearm. He hadn't been doing much. Look, since last that. year he had 1380 all-purpose yards. I mean, um yards from scrimmage, 10 touchdowns. The year before that he got injured. In 2016, he had 2000 yards from scrimmage and 20 touchdowns. This year he had fifty. He's had fifty receptions already, mm-hmm. but they don't want to use their best player. To me, um, Kingsbury's in love with his quarterback a little bit too much. Kyler Murray, to me, they're gonna have a hard time winning over there. Kingsbury, to me, it's gonna be out in a couple of years because I don't know. I kind of disagree. No, in that division, you have Sean McVay and the Rams, who, regardless of what happens. Sean McVay is one of the most talented coaches in the league. See, with that too, then I you feel have, like he's kind of a one-trick pony and they're starting to figure him out. He's not adapting. I mean, you got to give it time. To me, Kingsbury has lost his team a lot of games this year. I Okay, but I kind of feel like that kind of falls under the same boat as you kind of got to give it time. He's already got four wins. He should have had five. He tied with the... Uh, with the Lions, so they should be five and six, um, or whatever around that. They should have five wins. He should have just beat the Niners this past week, and then two weeks ago they gave the Niners a run for their money again, and very easily could have won that game. 
I took the Niners in that one, and they covered the spread. I mean, the Cardinals in that yeah, one. Yeah, it wasn't a close game, though. They they played them close. It it wasn't. They 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 were down by double digits, and they scored a late touchdown. It wasn't really a close. Well, game. this past game, they were leading like the entire game. Oh yeah, this let, last game, the um, and then let them come back and get into it, and then actually went down and kicked the field goal to take the lead, and then gave up a touchdown on the last drive to give it up. Look, if David Johnson goes to, um. A team like Tampa Bay, who actually was David Johnson's coach when he had uh Yeah, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians was David Johnson's coach when he had all that success. David Johnson's not gonna be in Arizona. They asked David Johnson about what his role at practice was. He said, Kingsbury's got me playing point guard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I I know that David Johnson, I can tell you by watching him that he's not what he was, but he's a guy that if you want to watch on film, they got a lot of people ragging him about he's running like a robot or something. This guy's deceptive with his quickness and his speed, and he's also a very strong runner. Mm-hmm. To me, I mean, Kingsbury's just making a, an extremely uh, fatal mistake. I mean, the Cardinals aren't very good, and to me they're going to have a hard time climbing up in that division. That division's probably the strongest in, in, in football right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, I just feel like I I didn't really expect them. What do you see the? Do you see the Cardinals competing with the Seahawks or or the Forty ers in two or three? I feel years? like they've kind of exceeded expectations on this year. I feel like Kyler Murray's looked pretty decent in quite a few games, in my opinion, with the dual threat ability. He had a good uh he's had quite a few good long touchdown runs this year. I don't know. I feel like in my expectations going into it, uh I feel like they've exceeded my expectations at least. I mean, almost should have five wins. Yeah, well they should have a lot more wins, but when it comes down to it, their team dramatically underperforms in crunch time. Yeah, but also too, I put I put that on Kyler Murray as being a rookie quarterback. He's still young. Like you got to put everything on the coach because at the end of the day, it's the coach that has to put his players in position to make plays, especially when you have a young quarterback. They don't lean on the run enough. They um, their play calling at times is is um, how would you say it? Suspect. Predictive. Yeah, you can predict. predict predictable. Yes. Yeah, predictable. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he's but also too, he's a rookie coach too. So that's why I feel like it's it's a little too early to write them off. He, I mean, they the play calling against the Saints was bad. Kyler Murray looked like a fish out of water in that game. Like but there's been games where I've been like, okay. I, I was I kind of impressed. Like they looked better than I thought they would in quite a few instances this year. But yeah, no, I feel like it's a little too early to write them off. And I also, I don't feel like I'm not sold on the Rams anymore. I said um, on one of our first episodes that uh, I felt like they'd take a big step back this year. And I feel like they people are starting to figure McVay out. He's going to have to, uh, he's going to have to adapt his offense. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. Well, them not being able to have the success that they've had running the football in the past is hurting them. But I look at that as okay. Is Gurley health? Is he healthy or not? He's it's not. It, it almost okay. Well, how do we know? 
They uh, say he's healthy. He's not though. McVeigh says he's healthy though. So that They're falls saying that yeah, that he's falls as under the same exact be, though. That falls under the same exact boat though. That's like saying is a forty year old guy healthy? Yeah, as healthy as a as a forty year old guy is gonna be. Well, what do you mean, girl? He's not old. I know he's got but the knee issues. His knees are okay, but. They're saying he's healthy. He's as healthy falls, as he'll ever be. It falls under the same boat as why is, I mean, they used him last week. He looked good. He's had a touchdown. He had almost over 100 yards rushing. Yeah, I think he had 97 yards. He's watching him. He's not the same player. I'm just saying, if he's out there playing, then David Johnson's not the same player like you just said. So why is Kingsbury not using well, David Johnson? Why is McVay not using Gurley? I'm They're not saying both. he's not using, one coach is using their guy. Well, no, he's not using Gurley nearly as much as he David should. David Johnson didn't get the ball. No, I know he's yes. This is a guy that should have won the NFL MVP if his team would have had a winning record. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I read something that there was somebody did a report that there was an issue. It was either I can't remember exactly what it was. He either fumbled the ball in a crucial point of the game. It was something that happened that Kingsbury got pissed about, and that's why he did not get the ball. But he had only got the ball like two times the game before that. And I know because it his was line what, doesn't block. It was whatever happened. It whatever was happened in like the first drive of the game, and he pulled him, and didn't put him back in, and so he's obviously still mad about it. Trust me, I got him in fantasy in one of my leagues. Like, and he it absolutely screwed me. I had him and Baker Mayfield. Um, but yeah, my whole point is, when the Rams were really good, they were giving Gurley the ball like. 80% of the touches. Same thing with David Johnson when he had his great year, like his MVP caliber year. So I almost feel like it's the same situation. They're both not having great years and both are not giving the ball to their best player. You don't they do not need to be going through Jared Goff. The ball needs to be the offense needs to be going through Todd Gurley. Which and yeah, I'm sure he's he's not a hundred percent with his knees, but if he's out there playing I'm extremely critical of Kingsbury. Yeah. I don't He's know. made a lot of mistakes. No, he A de- lot of mistakes. Wasting timeouts. Um, no, he definitely has. But, I mean, so is... A lot of mistakes. So is Freddie Kitchens. So has, yeah, but... I'm just saying... I don't he, think anybody thinks Freddie Kitchens is going to be sticking around. Well, you don't think Kingsbury is going to be sticking around. Yeah, and I'm saying this is opposite of... Um, what most people believe they're seeing good things in Arizona. I'm not. I'm saying it's a tough road ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they're San Francisco's be, the real deal. I'm not saying they're going to be playoff Super Bowl contenders or even playoff contenders within the next uh, couple years. Like I think, and you I, know how that goes. If you're not competing for oh, the yeah, then playoffs, they, yeah, yeah, then you're going to be gone within three or four years max. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I just think it's it's a little too early to write him off. He's done better, in my opinion, than what I thought he would do. Um, they were saying this offense was going to be impossible to stop. Yeah. They no, hyped I, themselves yeah, up knew, way too knew, much. No, I know. We knew that wasn't going to be the case. Um, and then they don't – I'm telling you, I don't think David Johnson's totally done, and I think that it's going to be proven when he plays – when when he gets on another team, mm-hmm. how many more years does he have in his deal? Um, I don't know, but I couldn't imagine them keeping him on a team, not giving him the ball. He's got he's getting paid a lot, a good bit of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it if 
if nothing changes by the end of this year, then yeah, I'm sure they're going to ship him off to another team. Um, Kenyon Drake's a decent running back, but David. Well, he came in. He came in and immediately had a really good game against San Francisco, so he jumped right into their good graces. Look, David John. I mean, Kenyon Drake hasn't had doesn't have 20 touchdowns in his career. David yeah, Johnson did it in a season. I know. He was on the Dolphins. So you got to con- he I think Kenyon Drake's a quality back. Yeah, but David Johnson was on the fucking Cardinals <laughs> who's was actually the worst team last year. Uh, yeah. And I, had 10 touchdowns last year. And and 1400 uh yards from scrimmage. Yeah, no, that's a good point, but I don't know. On a far worse offense than they have now. Oh, yeah, you're talking about, yeah, 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 last year's offense. Yeah, with I Rosen. Just, I don't understand how you can't find a spot to put him in. He's an excellent receiver. No, it's not. Yeah, I know it's not that he can't find a spot. He doesn't want to find a spot. I'm telling you. I'm going to look for yeah, it. Yeah, well, that's I'm, bad coaching. Yeah, but, yes, it is. But if there's an issue, there there might be stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Uh, it seems to me that David Johnson's <laughs> uh, having sexual relationship with Kling, Klings, Klingsbury's wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna call out Cliff, call out Sean too. It's the same boat. Feed Gurley the Rock. Look, I understand. Sean McVay shit the bed in the Super Bowl and hadn't been the same since. Yeah, but Sean McVay's quarterback is shitty. Isn't playing that well. Yeah, because they don't have the play action game. You take away the play yeah, and action then you game. You also got to look at that good. Robert Woods is injured. Um, Brandon Cooks has also been injured. Yeah, he's gonna have to retire. So, they're they're they've lost a lot of their key playmakers. Last year, all three of those receivers—Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and uh, Brandon Cooks—were all wide receiver or wide receiver ones or wide receiver twos in fantasy. Mm-hmm. All three of those guys until Cooper Cup got injured. This year, it's been a totally different story. Yeah. All right. Let's recap our picks, and then uh, we'll get out of here. We're approaching an hour and a half. Um. So, Thursday night game, I got Colts plus four. I got the Saints minus nine and a half. I got the Raiders minus two and a half. I got the Seahawks plus one and a half. And I got the Packers plus three as my big easy bet of the week. Go ahead and recap your NFL picks. I know you only got two, and then we'll close it out. I have the Houston Texans minus four on Thursday night. And then I'm going with the Green Bay Packers plus three going on the road to play the San Francisco 49ers. You got any closing remarks before we go? Um, Joe Burrow for Heisman. Yeah, and that's about it. Yeah, that goes without being said. Um, So, yeah, that'll wrap up episode number 16. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Easy Bets. You can go listen to us on Apple Podcasts, hit the subscribe button, and give us five stars. We are also on SoundCloud, Spotify, and YouTube. We have our camera coming back in soon, so we will be videoing our episodes and putting them on YouTube. Um, And, yeah, as we said at the beginning of the episode, we partnered with Big Heads Media. So be on the lookout. for all the new and exciting content that we got. We made some upgrades to our equipment, so we're really pumped up about that. And, again, one last time, guys, go get the Lawnmower 2.0 from Manscaped. Um, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. You guys have a good one. Who that? We stay do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish small. Yes. From the top. One, two.